Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I've got Daniel Jedediah Cook and we're going to be talking about the living letters and what they have to say to us today. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks. We engage with leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations to awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. You can help us get the word out by liking, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Now, enjoy the conversation. All right, I'm back here with Daniel Jedediah Cook. And uh, Daniel, we just had a great time recently with you and your wife at uh, the retreat in Alabama. It was we such did. a pleasure to have you there. Um, what's What's been happening since uh, since the retreat? Anything interesting? Uh, any shifts for you? It's been one huge shift for, for us uh, right, right after that. We had actually taken a, uh, about a six weeks leave of absence uh, from work. Uh, just before that that time, because we had several conferences that were going on, and the the culminating event was the uh, immersion retreat down there in in Dauphin Island, and of course yeah. it was we had a, it was beautiful. We had a wonderful time. Uh, truth is, is that we've lived here for what nineteen years, and that's the first time I've stayed in a in a place down in Dauphin Island ever. Oh, now really? we've gone down to the beach, but never stayed in a condo down there. So oh, it was wow. uh, it was great to uh, to be able to to do that and just kind of see a different aspect of it, but uh, Yahweh has been really dealing with us a lot about going full time ministry, and uh, so uh, we just really felt a, a, a release of the Lord from both of us that it was the right timing. So we've wow. made the big leap over into uh, full time ministry now. I've I've left my day job which is opening things up a lot more for me to be able to get things done with here. We were really, really busy before uh, with uh, our, that we've got two schools running the year, the school of the living letters year one and the school of the living letters year two. And we were getting prepared to release our living letter mentor series. Uh, now the living letter mentor series is a little bit of a, sh it's a short course and uh, we're launching uh, both in the, Asia Pacific region, which will include Singapore, China, Japan, all the way down through Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Australia, New Zealand, in a time that's going to be beneficial for for them in the evening time yeah, for them. Yeah. And doing we're these also live, right. Yes, we do these live. We don't. I, I don't do recorded. Uh, now I record the videos. I record our, our classes. But the beauty of it is that every one of them are different. You know, the Lord will reveal to me one thing about a letter one time that he doesn't another time. And, and so it, it changes constantly. And, and, uh, and plus the heart, the heart that we have uh, towards, towards what Yahweh has called us into doing. And I think I've told you this before, Gil, we weren't trying to start a ministry when it started. Uh, it really just began out of honor to my wife in writing those daily Hebrew declarations and someone came to us and asked us if we'd start teaching. And so it's grown exponentially, but the Lord has built the house and yeah. we haven't tried to, to build the house. So it's been, it's been beautiful. But uh, what we wanted to do was to make some times available for each in each region. Yahweh had told us last year to get prepared for that. So we've got the Asia Pacific, which is going to be at like 7 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time for me. So it'll be an early morning class. And then we're also doing the same thing with UK and South Africa. 
where we're going to be releasing, uh, we're going to be doing a uh, Living Letter Mentor Series for UK South Africa, uh, which would be my afternoon time. Now the U.S. can join to either one of those if they if they like, depending upon which which one is better. And if we get a strong enough uh, cry for a, a mentor series again in the U.S. and Canada, we will open one up for the U.S. and Canada as well. Uh, with the two schools running, it just we we held back just a little bit on that one, uh, just to see if if there were folks that wanted to to be a part of that. So if you do, let me let us know, please. Yeah. Well, um, so these are done live, so there's not really any, uh, you know, repetition in, in the sense of uh, seeing a video over and over. Um, well, that, uh, I, 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 hats off to you, because I, you know, I did all of my shows live for the first year, and we did three of them a week, uh, and it, it, you know, and then we were traveling, and it just became nearly impossible, or we would, you know, drive for as many hours as we could, hunker down in a hotel set everything up get ready to do the show and i i tell you after we did that for i think we had a five-week trip where we were on the road for five weeks and wow. trying to do the live shows and i'm like no more <laughs> it was just Understood. so controlling of uh uh you know it was just very difficult very challenging so that's why we started recording them. But we're moving back to doing some live shows. But it's just, I, I've made it very clear when we do our live shows, it's um, uh, based on whether we're home or not, you know, or in a place that we can actually do it. Because uh, there's been a few weeks where we just said, oh, not going to have it this week because we're traveling. Um, but Part of the our... reason why we, why we also do a live show is also because the, of the focus that Yahweh gave us about, uh, about talking about the living letters. Uh, gave an analogy during the emergent retreat. And if, if you recall, when I was talking about specifically like the living letters, let's say somebody walks up to the two of us, Gil, and they don't know either one of us, and they begin a conversation. Their, their conversation with you is going to be different than their conversation with me, because we are two totally different people. And the, the topics may come up in a, in a myriad of different ways. Well, guess what? Let's say that it was a living letter that came up and talked to both of us. So you're going to get a, a, a revelation of the living letter that I'm not going to get because of that perspective, because of your unique perspective and because of my unique perspective. And so that's why we, we what we do is we'll teach for about 45 minutes, an hour if if something's really, you know, if you're always really having something release. And then we we engage for the rest of the time. And although the classes are about an hour and a half in length, uh, generally, we'll, we'll sometimes go even a little bit longer if Holy Spirit's moving, because it's just a beautiful time. Last night, we were talking about Zayin, and we had communion along with that. And it was a beautiful expression that, that we had not done in one of our classes before. Um, so it was, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's just a really great way of being able to share the treasure that's inside of each one of those. Yeah, yeah. No, that's beautiful. I, I also remember that at the uh, retreat, I took a picture of the water. And have you seen uh, that picture? I don't Did know. you see that? Well, you know, Debbie Housel, who was there uh, mm -hmm. at the retreat, she saw it and, and immediately she sees the Vav in the water. Oh, and, wow. And it is pretty, oh. pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I think you're on there because it's on our KT community and in that group with the immersion retreat. If you go there, Take there's a, a picture of it that I put put in there, which uh, 
uh, I didn't see it at the time. It was Debbie, of course, that that could see it. And it's like, oh, yeah. So anyway, um, they show so up what? everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm, I know there's somebody out there and I, and, and I, I have an answer and I'm sure you've got a better one. Um, but there are going to be people out there who's like, well, what about what about Greek living letters? Are there Greek living letters? Why, why Hebrew living letters? So go ahead and share on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, to be no. honest, I haven't heard anybody talk about Greek living letters. So I, I don't know that there are any. So I don't know that anybody's going to get offended. <laughs> good, good. I hope not. Because, yeah, the, you know, when we look at the Greek um, alphabet specifically, truth is, is that, that if you look at the Hebrew al- alphabet next to the Greek alphabet, it's very similar. I personally believe that the Greek alphabet was formed from the Hebrew. Hebrew is much older than the Greek alphabet is. Um, Alpha, Aleph, Beta, Bet, Gimel, Gamma, Dalit, Delta, and it it goes on. And some of the the meanings uh, of of some of the Greek letters also can have uh, kind of like a picture, like Epsilon, which would be our hey is uh it it actually does if you go back to the to the greek it actually means breath which is exactly what the living letter hey talks about so you can see that there is a a connection between the two but when you're looking at a very very pictorial language especially since hebrew is based on not just the formation of a language not just the formation of a way of saying something but every little jot every little tittle every little part of the of the hebrew aleph bait every little part of every hebrew word has a meaning there is nothing in there that doesn't have some sort of meaning to it now i know that the the hebrew alphabet has 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 grown if you will uh during the the late 600s i believe uh, roughly don't don't hold me don't hold me to the 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 dates there specifically because i don't remember verbatim but Roughly about 600, the, uh, uh, the 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 vowel sounds were added to the Hebrew alphabet in order to preserve the sound to make sure that the sound remained. Even <laughs> those vowel sounds have a meaning to them. So there's nothing that goes unnoticed. There's no little thing. It's it's funny because the uh, something that, that that Yahweh has been really spending a lot of time talking to me lately about is is looking beyond, or if you will looking at something that normally I would have looked at and said, that's nothing. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Is it nothing? You see what I'm saying? I gave gave an analogy of a nickel the other day, and I had a a large, um, it was actually a a Troy, one ounce Troy coin that was a uh, uh, made out of a buffalo nickel. And so it had the Indian head on the front and the buffalo on the back but it was one ounce silver. So it was a bigger, much bigger than a nickel would be. And I was, I was showing it to the, to the group of people I was speaking at the time. And I said, uh, now you could look at this and I could tell you this is a Buffalo nickel, but you have a choice as to whether or not you see it and how you see it. And, you know, cause you could think, oh, well, that's just a nickel. It looks kind of funny cause it's a little bit bigger than a nickel would be. But until you really look at it, until you look beyond, until you choose to say, okay, let me look at this a little bit different of a way, suddenly there's a, uh, uh, suddenly there's value there that you may not have seen before. 
and we we may have dismissed it as insignificant. So to answer your question, uh, I think a lot of that has to do for me with Hebrew. I think Greek is a great language, and but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to tell you my own heart on this. <laughs> there's 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 a there's a Greek mindset that our that the U.S. has been been bound in. I have been set free, I, and and I'm still being set free by learning about the Hebrew al- alphabet, yeah. because yeah. I began to see a completely different aspect. Greek a lot of times is the way you sound out the words, so it's all about the the letters and the sounds that they make. With Hebrew, it's about the picture. It's about a concept. When you look at Aleph, you're going to see something far more than just the the sound of a letter. Matter of fact, Aleph is silent. It doesn't have a sound. It's used throughout all mm-hmm. a, a lot of Hebrew words, but it does not have a sound. So, yeah. so you know, there you go. It's 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 that place when you and when I see Aleph, the first thing I think of is Father. Yeah. You see, it shows yeah. father right in the middle of it. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, and I'll add to that. And I, and I'm pretty sure you, you completely agree with this. Uh, but if not, just say so. But my, my understanding is that there have been other writings that have come forth where people have had visions and that the Hebrew letters were actually present at creation, that they were here way before we were ever here to where the Greek language was a creation of man that uh, has come along. So to me, that sets them apart big time, that the Hebrew letters were actually living and engaging with Father in and through creation, and that they're still alive and well today and still active. Um, Yeah. Truth is, is I can prove it to you. Okay. I can prove it to you right now that that's the case. Genesis 1, Genesis 1, 1, 1 specifically. Mm In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? I'm just going to use that right there. But if I go back to the original Hebrew, it says, Barashit bara Elohim et va'et ha'aret. Hashemayim va'et. Boy, I messed this one up big time. Did Barashit bara. Okay, a little embarrassing on that one. Hey, listen, guys, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, too, well, okay? Hey, I can try to quote quote just English verses sometimes, and it's like I totally lose it. I was like, "What? Oh, <laughs> Can't okay. even remember the English." So, hey, keep going with the Hebrew. Barashi bara Elohim et Hashemayim vaet haaretz. That's the the in the in the Hebrew. I just got tongue tied there for a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you look at the Barashi bara Elohim, it begins to talk about one. I think this is a really cool aspect of this because the King James translated in the beginning, it translated it in the beginning. But when you actually look at the original Hebrew there, there's a better way of actually translating that in this beginning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In this beginning or in beginning. Now I've asked the question to some of my classes that is that, have you ever thought that maybe every single choice is a new beginning and that every choice that we make is a barashit, a place where there's a new beginning and a place where, where things can be then formed into the earth and, and so on. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool aspect. But in this beginning, Elohim yeah. created Aleph Tav, 
There's an Aleph Tav that's that's right after the word Elohim there. Aleph Tav. Now the sages believe, and and this is a a, a, a and there's a midrash, I believe, and and several other things that that the sages believe that when when that was spoken, that the first thing that Elohim created was the Aleph Tav. It was the living letters. So they are yeah, right in yeah. scripture in the original Hebrew. It's got the boom, the Aleph Tav right there. And then yeah. it says Hashemayim Va'et Ha'aretz. So yeah. it's uh, now it's it's really cool with that because if you think about that, then the first thing that Elohim created was the language to be able to speak. There had to be frequency. There had to be sound. And the sound of the Father was through those living letters. So everything that was created after them came through those living letters. That's why in everything that's in existence, every bit of the earth, every human, every situation, the living letters always speak because everything started with those living letters first. And then it goes on to say, Hashemayim va'et ha'aretz. Now, it's pretty cool because you've got another et there, right between the heavens and the earth. And it's a va'et, which which is a vav, an aleph, and a tav. I think it's really cool because the vav is the letter of man. The aleph tav actually not only talks about the living letters themselves, but it's also a secret language. And it's a secret of the Mashiach. It's Yeshua. It's Jesus. So that wow. aleph tav also represents Jesus in that place. So that's amazing. You can see, yeah, it's 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 really cool where from the beginning we've been saying this for years. Now I'm just coming back and proving it to you that 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 we co-created this this creation that that we live in. We co-created it with him. And there's the biblical proof of it. That that is amazing. I I love that. I love that. You know, um I uh honestly when we were at the immersion retreat, um, yeah. you brought this up. Actually, I think I had shared something, which I don't share everywhere. But uh, through an experience that I had with Holy Spirit, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit brought me through some things and some revelation that brought me to a conclusion that w- when you say, in this beginning, this beginning, in other words, indicating that there are other beginnings of possibly other creations. And I've got it all journaled where Holy Spirit just took me through these experiences that were just incredible and really were basically sharing that this is just one of many creations. That not only that it's, uh, uh, you know, some people see or believe that there was a creation before and then there was this one. I think there's... And we don't make doctrine out of our engagements no. and out of out of all that. So I'm not saying that it is that way. But for me, my experience has shared with me, Holy Spirit shared with me that there's other other creations going on right now that where our laws of physics and quantum physics and natural laws and all that may not apply one bit, that they would be such a, an enormously different creation that it would be father experimenting with other ideas of how things might work in in a different universe. But anyway, that's um, interesting to to see that because uh, I hadn't heard that until you said it. That in this beginning, I know there's a lot of people that believe that there were other creations before and so forth. But um, yeah, I, I like you that. know it's very good. I, well, Gil, uh, let me add a, let me add just a slightly different perspective to that because you know just as as Yahweh 
through the scripture right there says that there were other beginnings. I mean, we have the question about the dinosaurs. There's no mention of the dinosaurs, yeah, yeah. save Leviathan, that, that is in scripture, right? Yeah. And so, you know, but, but yet but yet we're digging up the bones of the dinosaurs uh, in the earth right now. So, you know, we know that there's got to be another beginning. But, you know, when I when I when Yahweh begins to show me something like that, I begin to ask the questions, well, OK, that's awesome, Yahweh. But how does that apply to me? How does mm-hmm, that apply mm-hmm. to what what I've got going on? And one day I began to realize that that. I used to see it, it, you know, eternity or infinity, and and I would look at it from the perspective that I, and I didn't realize this is what I was doing, but I began I began to realize that I was looking at it as if I was a stop point in eternity. I know that <laughs> uh-huh. sounds weird, uh-huh. but if you think about it, I mean, think when I, when I when I think about it, I'm I'm just I'm human, and I'm looking out into infinity, regardless of which direction I'm looking, but I seem to be a point in the very center of that. And so I was, I asked the question, well, if that's the case, then why am, you know, why am I looking at it that way? And Yahweh began to take me inside and I began to look at myself. Now I spent 22 years in the medical field and I'm, I'm thankful of it because it's, it's really given me a lot of really cool revelation about the way the body works and the way it functions and, and how I can look at things a little bit differently. And he took me to the place of my DNA. He took me into the place of a cell. And I began to realize that my cells were like galaxies. Mm-hmm. And if I start looking at my cells like galaxies, and there's billions of galaxies inside of the infinite universe that is inside of me. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this? And so yeah, if yeah. that's the case, I began to, to see where in that in that place, then... I noticed that at the center of every one of my galaxies, this is just kind of a weird, silly way. I, no, I don't want to say silly. It's kind of the weird way I think, all right? So interesting yeah, way, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it, to me, it's it's like, oh, yeah, this is it. Because uh, I, I began to see at the center of every one of my cells that the cells themselves and all of the, the parts, the mitochondria and all the parts of the cell really spin around an axis. And if we go deep enough, if we can go small enough, what we're going to find at the root of every one of those cells is that there is a spinning that goes on the center of an atom. Right. And if we could go small enough, this is my personal beliefs. I believe there's a black hole at the center of every one of those atoms that are spinning. Even, even science can prove that they can't, they cannot see an electron. They can follow its path, but they've not, not ever been able to see an electron yet because of the speed at which it moves. And so to me, that makes sense because if there is just like Stephen Hawking's, and I know this is, this is a, this is a really deep, really kind of a different way of looking at it. This is good. It's good stuff. (laughs) Stephen Hawking's uh, right before he passed, he he had a, a, a new theory that he was talking about when it came to black holes. And one of the things that he talked about was the black holes were like big, huge memory containers. And that everything that poured into the black hole remained in the black hole. All right. And it mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. every bit of memory was there. And as it passed through the black hole and could make it through a singularity, and I believe science proves this because of a of a scientific uh, design or a scientific form called the torus, T-O-R-U-S, not the You're not right, the right, other, right. the T-O-R-U-S. Mm-hmm. There's, there's an upper side and a lower side to everyone. So there's a passing through 
of the singularity that can take that that if you will the the analogy that stephen hawking's gave was if i threw my wallet into a black hole it would be split up into a billion pieces but as it goes through the singularity it could appear on the other side exactly the way that it was from the from the top side it would reform itself that was his theory on the other side mm -hmm. well i know we're talking theoretical physics and that's okay but to me that started making sense because you know when we think about uh, the the place of faith you know faith is the substance of things hoped for yeah. and the yeah. evidence yeah. of things not seen so let me look at the upper part of this of this black hole is the place where a thought an idea uh a a place where where i know that yahweh has meant for something to be and and then then we're co-creating all of creation together so the top part is this place where i'm living with him then as we as it passes through him as it passes through if you will the higgs boson particle it becomes manifest on the other side of that so i know it's kind of a kind of that it, is interesting i like geeky that way yeah. of of, of uh, looking at it but it takes physics and science and says wait a minute it really matches with scripture you know yeah. so like like the higgs boson particle uh you know since we're talking about the black hole and we're talking about the singularity you know when they discovered the higgs boson or the god particle is if those of you that don't know what i'm talking about when i say higgs boson i don't like using the word god particle there because i don't know if you know what the original <laughs> do you know what the original was i don't no he called it the know. gd particle because it was so hard to find and oh. it was it was then changed to the God particle because too many people would be offended by the GD. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. So I, I I like to choose I choose to call it the Higgs boson for that purpose. But you know if we think about that, and if and if substance faith is the substance of things hoped for, and these little tiny black holes are in the very center of every one of our cells. Does that does that not make us a Higgs boson particle? In other words, when we hear the voice That's of the very Lord interesting. and we begin to speak, it passes through the theoretical physics of the infinite universe inside of us and the Father who's inside of us because He is in us and we are in Him, and then it becomes manifest in the earth. That is so I good. Mean, I'm just like it, we need to figure out a way though to send a message back up through the uh, the, the 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 entry point so that we can say, hey. Tell everyone who's working on this to remind everybody that when we get here, you know, so that we, you know, take out the amnesia part part of that equation so that when we get here, we, we can remember yeah. what's going on. But, you know, it's, it's so interesting that, um, you know, I've been listening recently to a lot of uh, science, cosmo, uh, cosmo, um, cosmology science and, you know, the creation of the universe and all that. And um, it is really interesting because as recently as... I don't know, I think in the last four or five years, um, they have, you know, many of them, in fact, there was a conference in Santa Barbara, you know, where all these cosmologists came together and uh, one of the main ones stood up and said, we're in crisis because every, th every time we think we get it down to where we know what's going on, something comes along and just blows it apart and we're back to square one. Um, so, you know, we think we're all smart and all that when in reality, we still don't know squat. And I really believe that many people who are getting the spiritual downloads are probably getting ahead 
of the quote science, and I have nothing against science at all. Um, I, you know, I, I do have a little issue with those who take science and want to make it their God and uh, tell everybody else that it's got to be this way. That's just as bad as their, you know, religious fanaticals that are, you know, telling everybody you got to believe this way. No, it's like, hey, we're all in this together. Let's no, let's just realize that we're working through this together. There's a spiritual side that not there, you know, science has a really challenging time to try to prove anything or get evidence for, but it's there. And then you got science, which thinks it knows everything sometimes and then turns around and says, OK, we really don't. <laughs> so, you know, if we could all just come to a place where we can sing Kumbaya together, we'd be doing really good. <laughs> hey, listen, well, let's take a quick break and, and, and we'll sure. come back uh, right after this. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an Ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your Ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, we're back with Daniel, and uh, we're having some good behind-the-scenes discussions. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into the behind-the-scenes stuff on the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, so <laughs> I'll just say now, if you're watching and you want to see the behind-the-scenes, um, uh, go to KingdomTalksMedia.com and and uh, look on our um, easy buttons. Under the easy buttons, there is a section called Behind the Scenes, and it's actually one of our support items, uh, $10 a month, and you get to see all of our videos ahead of time, plus the behind the scenes sections and a lot more stuff. So anyway, so Daniel, um, <laughs> I was just sharing when we were on the break there uh, how I have... Um, you know, really, really been just this heart passion to go after the consciousness of God and to understand him at a deeper level. And um, and but then also I shared that I've also realized that people have been doing this, you know, nearly from creation, trying to engage with the consciousness of God and that we really don't have any solid evidence of anyone who's had any major, major, major shifts in who they are uh, mm -hmm. in terms of you know, other than Jesus, you know, where Jesus, you know, engaged in, in such a way and realized who he was uh, and and then began to operate out of that. So I guess we do have one. We have one very good example. Uh, yes. So I guess it is worth it. But I was I was wondering, it's like, am I wasting my time? And, and you no. had a response to that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, the truth is, is that that as we take that time to set our set our hearts aside to set our minds aside as we take that time to if you will pray but i almost hate using the term pray at least for me because it used to be in the in the past that i i thought prayer was 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 this and then right, and there's right, a right. there's a time for that and an expression for that but 
Paul talked about pray, praying without ceasing. So how could I pray without ceasing? You know, in that case, I couldn't be constantly like this. And I realized that, that the prayer there was talking about my relationship with him. Now, as, as I chose to set myself aside, Yahweh then took me to the place where he took me into the secret place. And he showed me a place where him and I, I, I love it because, because he came, kind of gave me a blank slate. He kind of gave me a basic layout, a sloping field with a mountain. And, and, and he said, we will create this together, our secret place together. And so we have, there's a river there now because of a river that came up out of my belly and out mm -hmm. through my mouth and the river, the river still remains. But as I've set myself apart and as I've set myself to, to listen to, to Yahweh and, and choose to keep my mind constantly in that place of, of, of listening to him, sometimes that's difficult. It's cost me to do that. It's cost yeah, me yeah. because in, in some cases, when, when Yahweh took me to his peace, and showed me his peace, I grabbed a hold of it and I wouldn't let go because I didn't, I'd, I'd already been living most of my life outside of that peace and I couldn't let, I didn't want to let it go at all. And so if something begins to violate my peace a little bit, then I, I have to do something to, to, to stop that because I love that connection and I don't want to let it go. And it just, mm -hmm. and it's still one step at a time. I, I don't want to make it sound like I've arrived anywhere because I haven't, my goodness, I'm still a little baby in the midst of all of this. Yeah, but yeah. I just I noticed that that as I as I did that, I found the place where it was just him and I. And he began he one day he invited me to step inside of him and to look through his eyes. Now, my flesh actually got offended about it a little bit because my flesh was like, but Yahweh, haven't I already been seeing through your eyes? But he kept quiet <laughs> and I knew when he kept quiet that I better keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was a thought, not a word that came out of my mouth. And, mm -hmm. and I kept my mouth shut and I said, yes, I want to step inside of you. And when I did, I realized that there was so much more than I had noticed before. In other words, there was an overwhelming love. And there was a, that, this is where I really began to see the interconnectedness of everything. That from mm -hmm. plants to trees yeah. to each yeah. and every one of us. I began to look at people and think, <laughs> How can I judge you based on a situation that you may be in right now? How can I judge you? Because if I judge you, I'm judging the face of Yahweh. You see what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I've, heard, I've heard people say, I, I've never seen Yahweh's face. And I, I'll turn right back to him and say, I have. And I'm looking at him right now because you're a facet of, it, of his face of, of Yahweh. So it was from that place that I began to realize that that we we do have that place of, of operating in what Yahweh has called each and every one of us to do. Let's go back to the analogy of the cell. My, but the cell that is me inside of the of the body of Christ, inside of the body of Yahweh, has a job to do. And I need to do that job. Matter of fact, the job and everything that is that is has been provided for me is already there. So much so that I could I could operate fully in everything that Yahweh has called me to do and never step on anybody else's toes, because it's it's yeah. immense, yeah. it's vast. Yeah. And so uh, I've got I've got this place that I need to do this job. Well, so do you. And you see, in when we to me when we start talking consciousness, I have to remember this relationship with Him and I. Right. Yep. Because it's important. But I cannot deny. I cannot cut out.
my relationship with him in this direction. Right. Yeah. With one, see, with one another. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost is they get so involved in trying to connect to God or, you know, Christ consciousness or whatever, whatever some people want to call it. And they miss out on the very essence of who we are and who he is in us. And like you said, it's a turning inward to uh, engage with him and have that intimacy with him. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about you know, on different shows, um, you know, Catherine Wang's you know, concept of the marriage and how mm-hmm. that is so much more profound than the father-son relationship. Now, there's a place for all of it, place and time for all of it. And, and I, I find myself going back to the father-son relationship quite a bit and calling him father. But um, I am also working on the engagement with him. And, 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 and if you look at Holy Spirit as feminine, I, I engage with her uh, and am learning from her how to engage in a intimate spiritual spiritual intimacy that goes far beyond the intimacy that I would have as father son, and sure. um, and so this is so important that we we don't get lost in you know searching for God when He's right here, mm-hmm. and and that we be conscious of the fact that and I've shared this before, but you know if you take God is light and God is love, there's others as well, but. Uh, all, all of them being one and the same that or God is spirit and God is love and God is light. That light is energy. So everything right. that we can see and engage with in any way, shape or form, pretty much um, in the physical world is light, is energy. And so therefore, to me, it means it is a form of spirit because yeah. God has created it all. And so that That's he it. being the highest spirit, you know, we're just right there, maybe even right there. But we're not him, and then everything else. And so even I got you know four monitors and all this computer stuff. Uh, I find it a little hard to engage with it. But I have been learning to speak nicely to my computer, you know, my my equipment because <laughs> it too has a frequency. Jesus said the rocks would cry out. So if if the rocks, right. which are inanimate objects, we call them that, have a spirit within them that could cry out, then okay, what about everything else that is matter? Because Einstein put it out there, E equals MC squared, that everything that has mass is energy. And Mm -hmm. if it's energy, it's light. And if it's light, therefore, it is a part and a portion of what God has created, if not even him himself, to some degree. I don't want to get into um, pantheism, you know, because it's not like, you know, hey, God, what you doing? You know, (laughs) that's that's not what we're doing here. But we're realizing that God has created this because it comes from the earth, it's matter, and that that there is an aspect of which this has life in it that we don't understand yet, and so many things. It's like, um, so where do the what do the living letters have to say about this, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The truth is, is the the living letter Kof has a has a lot to do with it. I know, you know, a lot of the revelation that I have with regards to the science and what really got me interested most about the science had to do with the living letter Kof. And it, Kof is like a, a backwards, well, it's like a P, but the, the upper and the lower or the the foundation of it and the, the circle part of it don't actually touch in the, uh, in the Kof. But it talks about time. As a matter of fact, when you when you look at the living letter Kof by the paleo version it literally meant the sun on the horizon so it's just like you got the the flat horizon with this 
sun coming up off the off the top of the horizon. And so that's where the, the cove came from. And people have asked me, well, was that sunrise or sunset? And my answer is always yes. It depends on how you look at it, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It depends on how you look at it. And uh, but the truth and the truth is, if we could go fast enough, we could live in a perpetual uh, sunrise or sunset. Right. 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 Well, so it, it begins to talk about time. And to me, I, I just I got I got saved all over again. I really did. When Yahweh took me through and, and taught and showed me about Einstein's theory of relativity and how his theory of relativity uh, actually is throughout scripture. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw in just a little curveball here <laughs> because uh, a guy by the name of Stan Tenen, this was his revelation. So I want to make sure that I honor in this. And he wrote a book called The Alphabet to Change the World. And it was one of the first books that got me started in on the living letters after Yahweh began to reveal the, the first part of them to me. It was the first book, Apostle Aaron uh, here at Gates of Zion gave it to me. And, and we were, uh, he had a revelation about that place of, of time, specifically as it applied to uh, the Living Letter Cove. And now I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. So. That, yeah. No. Uh, it had to do with, uh, I really did. I just totally lost my train of thought with regards to that. Stay antenna. Well, Go ahead. Well, you were going, talking about the sunset and sunrise and perpetuality of that and... So oh, Einstein's theory of relativity. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. And uh, and part of the revelation had to do with the fact that uh, Einstein, I believe, I personally believe, uh, used scripture to begin his ideas. He was Jewish, right? And right, he, be- right. he used some of the very beginning. So, Barashit. Actually, when you when you when you go into Barashit, the the truth is is that you can form other words out of that besides just in this beginning. Okay, so one of the other ones is uh, like a covenant of fire. So Brit is the Hebrew word for covenant. Esh is the Hebrew word for fire. All right, Barashit. So Beit Resh Yod Tav. All right. So we're taking out the center of Barashit. And uh, that's where I get the word breach from, and it means covenant. Esh, the Aleph Shin, is the Hebrew word for fire. So I can also say a covenant of fire in Genesis 1-1. Now, what Stan Tenen saw was one that was, was another step further. Because another one that you could take out, and I don't remember the words per se. This is just something that, that I re- reminded me of because of our conversation here. But the uh, what... What he came up with was another another set of words that means by the means of a woven network. By the means of a woven network. And the moment that I read that, I instantly thought of Einstein's theory of relativity because it was based on a laminar space-time. It was based on the, on the fact that space-time was flat and that if you took a bowling ball and put it on like a trampoline, it would cause a gravity well and the whole... So you can see where I'm going with. So Genesis 1-1, if you change the letters, I'm not talking about change, adding a letter or taking away a letter. I'm just talking about changing the letters just a little bit. You can actually see that. And I'm wondering if Einstein got his idea about space-time from the place of saying by the means of a woven network. Wow. You see what that I'm saying? That would be interesting. You know, I wish he was alive. 
lot of, lot of the stuff I've been listening to, uh, you know, includes what Einstein has done or, or yeah. you know, part of even his personality. Um, it would be interesting if the, there was more personal stuff. Uh, I haven't heard it yet, but that would be interesting if that ever came out. That would be cool. That would be cool. I know a lot of people say, but wait a minute, Einstein was a, was an atheist. And, and I, 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 I don't know about kinda, that. Yeah. Not a I Christian agree. for sure. <laughs> well, his responses to anybody who asked him if he believed in God was, I don't believe in the God that you tell me that he is. Right. I don't exactly. believe in that God. Yeah. So, uh, I, I definitely believe, uh, I mean, from his statements and things that, um, he believed there was something out there. In fact, uh, I just yeah, listened to did. something this morning where he was, uh, um, I don't know if he was quoted, but basically was always uh, trying to prove and show that there was a, uh, and, and I, I'm probably saying it wrong, but that he was looking for God. He was looking for, you know, a creation and, and you know, to see a God. But yeah, definitely not probably most of the religions we have on the earth today that type of god uh, probably not uh so but you know, i believe he did. A, i believe yeah he did. I, no i believe he was he had a spiritual element to him that uh helped him in his science as he it was in search for uh that might be a better way to put it he was in search for god in mm -hmm. in all of creation and that's right um, so but uh you, so you said a covenant of fire I want to go yeah. back to that. And we only have about 15 minutes left here. But I, I just had a concept, and I haven't had time to go back and look at it because I'd have to look at it in the Greek more so, I think, than the Hebrew. Or uh, I guess look at it in a, well, not a Septuagint. There, what's what's it called when the uh, Septu, Septuagint is the uh, Old Testament written in, in Greek? But it, is there, I think there's a... Talmud. Uh, what is it? Talmud. Talmud? Is that the... Mm -hmm. the um, uh, a, a Hebrew version of the New Testament? I don't think so, no. No, no, That's no. Not... Oh, you're talking about the New Testament. My apologies. I thought you were talking yeah. Old Testament. Right, right. Because no. <laughs> uh, I know there it's out there. There is a name isn't for it, it, and I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. So I'd be, I'd be kind of curious. But, uh, you know, when it talks about, you know, God or people talk about, you know, God destroyed the earth and Noah's day with the flood. And then there's the talk of he's going to destroy it in the end with fire. Well... That's. I think there's a lot of assumption going into that statement, and Agreed. I, I, I want to go back and look in the Greek because uh, you know it definitely talks about uh, the the earth and the elements thereof melting with fire and um, and being consumed with fire. And I'm like, hmm, that maybe could easily mean, and I believe this personally that no, that's actually talking about it's going to be consumed with the presence of God because God is fire. And that just as Paul talks about, hey, your works are going to be tested yeah. and they're going to be burned up or melted away, depending on what they are, if they're not of God. And that, yes, all, everything, all the elements will pass away that are not of God in the end. And what's going to be left is those who have been purified with fire. So may anyway, I tell you a story? May yeah, I, no, may please. I tell you a story? You know, and I got I to gotta say this real quick, though, because... <laughs> I so enjoy spending time with you, Daniel. I, you know, we, we had lunch or dinner together months, I guess a year or so back. I'm not sure. No, it was November. So it wasn't that long ago. We first met in person, really enjoyed your company. And then having you come to the retreat, just really uh, thoroughly enjoyed you and your wife. And I, I just wanted to throw that out there because I really enjoy you. our conversations. So 
There you go. As, go ahead. As did you? Uh, well, it's it's a, it's actually a place where I've been here lately, and Yahweh took me in, and I, I've got I, there's so much I could talk about with this, but to, <laughs> but for for time constraints, I'll I'll keep it. But Yahweh took me into the treasury rooms of heaven and began to show me the treasury room of heaven. And at first I thought it was all of the treasury rooms. And then he came back and told me, no, 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 wait a minute. This treasury room is just yours. But it was so vast. I thought it was everything. And so it just, it just, so one day Yahweh, I began, uh, when he first took me into the secret place, there was a fire that began on the inside of my heart. And as he took me through the darkness in that place, when he first took me in the secret place, that fire grew to where it, it began to burn on the inside of my skin. It never, it never came outside of my skin. It was all inside. But it gave me light where I started to see and find these sapphire stones hidden in the darkness. And so anyway, I'm, I'm going to cut through some of that because cut to where we're at right now. And not too terribly long ago, I began, I was back in the secret place and Yahweh was having me sit in the middle of the treasury rooms of heaven. And I looked at my arms and realized that the fire had broken through my skin and now it wow. was outside wow. of my skin. So I looked at my body and the fire was now being consumed all of me. And it, and a matter of fact, you could see that I was a man only in the shape of, of a man because wow. the rest of it was just a raging fire. Yahweh took a chair and he sat it down in the middle of the treasury rooms of heaven while I was ablaze. And he said, I want you to sit here and I want you to think. And what he was telling me was, he said, I want you to think about what's what's here. And I want you to change. And I realized what he was doing was was changing my thought patterns about the way that I think. And I, I, I want you to look at these things and I want you to tell me. How would you act differently if you knew that all you had to do is ask permission for about, about anything that's in this treasury room. How would you think differently and how would you act in the earth if that was the case? And I start, and this, this, this fire just began to grow even more as I began to, to think about it. Matter of fact, I looked up and I saw a door above me and it was almost as if kind of uh, this, this is to me, it's beautiful, but it was kind of a, I thought about it later and I was thought mm, kind of an interesting way, but I kind of moved my arms down. And as I did, I almost became like a, a bird, not like the Phoenix, but like a bird that flew up through that door. And it was yeah. through a, a, a beautiful place of, of peace. It was the door of Shalom. Hmm. And I began to operate hmm. in the two of those. Well, for me, a lot of my understanding comes because I begin to meditate on those things. Like Yahweh, what does all this mean? How does, how does this all fit together? And I began to realize that, that and, I, and I thought about this one day, I thought, you know what? The scripture talks about the earth being renewed by fire. And just like you said just a moment ago, who said that it had to be the fire of destruction? What if we are that fire? Come on. What if the holiness of Yahweh inside <laughs> of us is that fire and we are transforming him? Remember, Yahweh is saying, I've yeah. given you the treasury rooms of heaven. I've given you all you need. You're yeah. the pass through. You're the Higgs boson. You're the place that's bringing into this earth. It's your emunah, your faith that is going to bring this into this earth and transform the earth. You are the fire. You are the fire. I, I love that, man. I you know, sometimes I just feel like we, we so resonate in where we're at in our thinking in, in so many different ways. It's pretty, pretty phenomenal, honestly. 
is. Yeah, because I'm I'm right on with that, and um, you know I believe it's happening. You I know I, I I've said this before. I I strongly believe we are in the harvest time. Yes. The harvest is very ripe, and it's very easy now to see the wheat is wheat and the tares are tares. Because so many people is so polarized that it's very easy to see that for the most part, and that this is the harvest time, um, and I don't know exactly what's going to come out of this. I'm I honestly am not necessarily looking for Jesus to come back. I believe He's already in us. If He does come yes. back, Hallelujah! Look forward to that. But uh, but we need to realize that He's He said He'd already be in us. So if He's already in us, then He's already here. And the kingdom is yet to be completely formed. And so we've got a lot of work ahead of us. But this polarization, I think, is getting a lot of people to the place where uh, I think we're all getting tired of it. It's like, I don't want to be polarized anymore. I, I want to see the love bring us back together so that we can move forward. And that I think people who are going to, the ones that should be leading that are the ones who are engaged in intimacy with God in such a way that they are becoming love because they're becoming like who he is in that oneness. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's good beautiful. stuff, man. And you're right. It is the, the, and the living letter bait actually proves both of those points. Wow. Believe it or not, the living letter bait proves both of those points because, you know, Bates doesn't talk about dichotomies. And when you talk about polarization, the first thing I think about is a dichotomy, something that's two polar yep. opposites that yep. can't yep. touch yep. one yep. another. Right. But yet when we talk about the living letter bait, it actually refers to the place of duality. The two parts are absolutely necessary for the for the whole, you know, just like I've, I've given this argument and it's a silly one, but it's it's if an effective one. I could put up a quarter between the two of us. You could see the heads. I could see the tails and we can talk. We could argue for infinity as to whether or not it's heads or tails mm -hmm. until we stop to choose to see that it's a single coin and turn it around. Come on, then suddenly come on. we're able to see the other viewpoint. So, you know, yeah. you see what I mean? It's, 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 let's That's, stop. Let's look past that. And that for me is what the table that we've, you know, father gave me the download on 10, 10, 20 and, you know, 2020 um, gave me the download of that. And uh, I think it's significant for where we're headed, that we need to be learning how to come to the table, not to fight and yes. prove our points, but to discover what each of us have and ask questions to understand so that we can begin to see both sides of everything and, and uh, uh, find truth, you know? Uh, and, and that, to me, the rabbit hole of truth, who Jesus is, we will never understand him completely. He is always going to be far above and beyond what we could fully understand. But that's the beauty of it. It's the rabbit hole that just keeps going and going and going. And that's truth. That's truth. Amen. And I love that rabbit hole. I do too. <laughs> I love that well, hey, we're, we're, we're basically out of time. Um, but I know you have a little bit more time so we can do it behind the scenes, right? Sure. All right. All right. Sure. So, um, I just want to say thank you to all of our viewers. We love you guys. And, um, if you do want to become a supporter, you can go to kingdomtalksmedia.com. There's uh, several different tabs you can look at there. Uh, but if you also just want to see the behind the scenes, uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, just go to the easy buttons and in that drop down menu is the behind the scenes. Click on that and it'll walk you through it. So thank you all. We appreciate you all so much. And Daniel, honor you and bless you. And, and I, I feel like you're becoming more honor and more of a friend as we get to know each other better and better. Amen. Love you, man. All right. Honor you too.
Well, take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.